What you're about to hear was sent to us anonymously about a listener's very own experience with being a real-life vigilante. These are his or her own words. I started out doing it in passing. I was employed somewhere where essentially I was right in the middle of where a ton of virtually everything was prevalent. The sexual assault stuff was the main focus at that point. Very obviously, unless you're completely ignorant or you just don't care. This was a rampant issue, especially with children. Now, I'm not a childhood sexual assault survivor. Luckily, I never had anything like that happen to me. But a lot of my friends and people I love did. So it's always been something close to my heart because of the people I love who have battled this aftermath. It was kind of a cliche moment when it just clicked and that part of me was like, why not? What do you have to lose at this point? I wasn't on a suicide mission. I wasn't depressed or insane or looking for someone to be a punching bag. I just don't think people who hurt children should be given a second chance on anything. You punched your card in my eyes and anyone with any kind of moral standing. There's a whirlwind of conspiracies around the United States government and its officials being horrific pedophiles, performing ritualistic sacrifice of infants, children, and adults. Realistically, I don't know if it's true or not. It sounds outlandish, but it also sounds completely plausible. There are gods and entities of many religions and beliefs that require sacrifice of children or just people in general. Symbolically, what is more malicious than the destruction of complete innocence, like an actual baby? You've turned in your humanity card at that point. There are good people in law enforcement and government that have no ulterior motives and only have the same wish to end this for as many children as possible. Unfortunately, restricting yourself like that and making it what pays your bills binds you legally to making sure these people get fair trials. And we all know there is never due justice. When these people get out of prison, if they even go, most of the time they get right back to it. But not physically, then virtually. I had gone to check on an accused that got acquitted due to lack of evidence. Because of the severity of the crimes, I couldn't understand how this person was out. It was laughably easy to get into his house. You would think people like this would be under lock and key, but I'm not kidding you when I tell you every door was unlocked. His computer was the same, and I'm sure you've already deducted that his computer reflected what I had thought. There's never a one and done with these people. So for the next two weeks, I took pictures of him while he worked, visited his friends, his parents, his lawyers. The next time I went over, I waited for him. I left his computer open on his coffee table, so as soon as he came in and saw that, he turned and I caught him across the face with a baton. He was out. He woke up maybe six, eight minutes later, and it took him about a minute to come to you, and then the second he realized he wasn't getting out of this, the crocodile tears started. The apologies. This was two-dimensional though. This was still one of my first times. So I started feeling nerves and guilt and sympathy for this fucking monster of a human. Seeing this idiot crying and looking like he put his nose on sideways from catching his face earlier 
made the human part of me come out in that moment. Which is something you can't let out during these moments. That's what they vie for. Sympathy. They're trying to make people believe they're not bad, just in need of help. That may be true for some, but not for most. So regardless, I tried to make them afraid to leave their houses and make them think that they're constantly being monitored, which usually they were anyways, in some ways. Anyways, with this guy in particular, it was a human too young to understand what anything was, much less as to why this was happening to them. And this was my first time with someone who had hurt someone that young. Instead of death, he got maimed and crippled. He lost the use of his facilities physically and could no longer use himself to harm others. There are a lot of us out there. There's someone a few states away that is after the same thing. He's not leaving them alive though, and that's the hardest thing to do. Leave them breathing. I urge everyone listening, be smart, be vigilant, take care of your friends and their little siblings, their children, and any child. Expose your local pedophiles, display their crimes for everyone to see. As a society, we have to eliminate these abominations. There is no room for sexual deviance of that nature in a progressing society. We need to rid the world of them. Take care of your children and your family above all, but if you have the ability to be the savior for even one person, it's worth it. That could be one less child with a damaged start to their life. Unfortunately, a few years ago, I had ran into someone I was tracking, and at the end of our little meeting, I ended up damaging my spine and hit permanently. But I found a woman who helped me get my mind and body right again. There are others in my steed and I do what I can, when I can. Let this be the motivation anyone needs to stop these atrocities from happening. People are needed on every front line. There is injustice and hatred and malice everywhere. I'm not, and I'm just. <laughs> and then I'm talking. <laughs> no, oh, wait, wait! I have something for him. Boom! You get shot down. Now you just fucking. <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. Concentrate on the dude. Shit's looking good. Wow. <laughs> FY, there's nothing wrong with Alright, anywho. Get the shit started. Oh, fuck. I'm yawning. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria. And with me, as always, is my brother, Josh. God damn. It's been a fucking long time, it's dude. It's been a fucking minute. Jeez, dude. The last time we uploaded an episode? Guess. Well, what? About four months ago? See, it, it feels like it. But it was like, I think December 8th. December Or 8th? December 12th, 13th, around there. You know. And... Some of you have noticed, some of you may have not, that we've been gone since then, and it wasn't our fault. It's because literally we all almost and could have died. We mm-hmm. all caught we all caught the Rona. And we all caught it independently of one another. Like Achi didn't catch it with, from us, as far as we don't know, but we all got sick around the same time. You didn't get it that bad, right? It was, yours was just like the sniffles, body aches. And then you were done with it? Just the sniffles and then minor lost sense of smell and taste. But that, I, I, when I get runny nose, I usually get that. But, uh, yeah, once I found out we all had it, bro, I was kind of scared. Because I'm coming out from recovering from severe pneumonia, okay? 
and acute colitis. So upper respiratory, I mean upper um, fucking infection plus a fucking colon infection, which is pretty fucking bad. And then on top of that, not even two months of recovery, fucking we yeah. get hit with COVID. Yeah, because you got well right around Thanksgiving. That's when you started getting better. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when I was no longer bedridden. And we all got sick early December. Yeah. So you probably didn't have even a month to recover. Yeah. To like to foot to 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 be at a hundred. At a hundred. And even then, you it takes a while for someone to recover from severe pneumonia. Just pneumonia in general. I mean, but you didn't even have that bad of pneumonia I mean, in terms of like. You didn't have mucus. You didn't have a bunch of shit that is associated with pneumonia. So that's probably why you were able to recover yeah, well, a lot breathing faster. Breathing was trash. I mean, you heard me breathe, bro. Well, yeah, but like after a while, like your breathing yeah. came back. Yeah. Like it probably totally. would have been a lot. Your recovery time would have been a lot worse if you probably had like mucus and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we all got Achi. Apparently, he did the same thing as you did where he was just like, oh, I got the sniffles. And like the day from today, to tomorrow, he was like. Basically fine, but he just quarantined himself at his house. Our whole family got it. The worst ones were me and my mom. My dad, he was up and going. He 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 didn't seem like he was sick at all. No, he just lost his uh, sense of taste and smell. Yeah, but me and my mom were bedridden. Yeah, you guys were. You guys got fucked. I got fucked. I I I I had to force myself for the, like the first week. I did not leave my bed. I didn't leave my bed. No. The only time I left my bed was to go to your room to watch the Black Dollar Murder live. Yeah, that was the only special. time. I got sick on Saturday, and the special was on Friday, December 18th. Which was a great special. So shout out to the Black Dollar Murder, the Lamar special, 1010. Um, if you guys didn't watch it, you guys missed it. So I got sick that, yeah, so what's, okay. <laughs> 18th, so I got sick on the 11th, around the 11th or 10th of December. Yeah. Because the special was on the 18th. And be- that whole week before, I was just in bed. I was I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't sleeping. Coffee I was just a lot. sick. After that, then I started like going to the living room, forcing myself, and and I spent like a week and a half doing that. So it was almost like three weeks of just horrible COVID. Me and me and my mom got it the worst. My mom's she's finally recovering. Yeah, but like you, she recovered from COVID and then got an infection. Yeah, she got a secondary infection. From where? From what? We don't know. She's finally recovering slowly but surely, and then bang, she had a little fever. Next day, after taking the meds or whatever, she was good from the fever. But then the whole fatigue, yeah, feeling tired. I mean that. I mean that had to do with the medicine part, she was taking because yeah. she was she was she was having blood pressure issues. One would raise it, one would lower it, and she was yeah. taking both. So, but it was a whole clusterfuck. It was a bunch a of shit. A big clusterfuck. It was a bunch of shit. And then finally, we're recovering. We're fine. And then my computer decides to take a shit. It took a fat shit. So I have to get my hard drive installed. And I was hoping, for the love of God, that I'm a- that I was able to recover my files. Because ev- I I I I learned. I'm like I don't have a I don't have anything backed up. If my computer goes to shit, I'm gonna have to remake the intro. I'm gonna have to. I mean, which is basically the only thing I really cared about. Yeah. If the episodes are lost, fuck. That kind of sucks. But they're online. I could re-download them. I won't have the data for me to re-edit them, but I, I, I at least start online. They're yeah, there. the intro—that's thing that worried me, because I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to." Did I lose the file? If I lose the files, whatever, we gotta redo a new intro, and I don't want to do, and I don't want to do redo a new intro because you know the late great Renee is, is is in the intro. Yeah, which is the reason why I haven't done a new intro, just because he was a part of the show. And, he's, and around the time that he passed away, we were talking about maybe I should update the intro with new voices and stuff like that. 
But because, you know, our brother passed away, we're going to keep it the same as long as the show keeps going, just, you know, to keep his memory alive. So I was like, fuck, how am I going to do it? But, thank you know, thanks to my fucking Geek Squad buddy, Joel, who's a gang gang, who's a huge, who's a old, old friend, you know, close friend of the family. And he was able to manage, he was manage, he was able to manage to fucking, um, save my computer and save my files. And uh, so shout out to Joel for... You know, for helping me out and uh, saving this little shit show of a show. So, we've been gone for a while. And we're like, all right, we got to jump into things. Archie's still busy with school. He's fine. I'm like, all right, let's do a mini episode. A mini episode that was actually suggested by a listener. But actually, a few listeners. Matthew's the one who suggested the, uh, the episode, like, why don't you guys do something like this? Yeah. And he talked about it, and he sent me a few links. I was like, that seems like a really fucking good idea. And then around the same time that Matthew sent me that message, another uh, listener of ours who goes mm-hmm. by, you know, he sent us a message. His, uh, his tag is Norvin Monkey. And, uh, Norman Monkey? Norvin. Oh, Norvin Monkey. Norvin Shout Monkey. out to you, Monkey. Norvin. And he actually suggested... Uh, a little thi- a little segment that you are going to talk about. A segment that I'm going to talk about. You know, it's about a bearded man from the 1800s. Mm. Is he real or is he not? So he suggested, I'm like, you know what? Let's put two and two together. Because we're talking about today's episode, if you haven't noticed, we're talking about real life vigilantes. And we're going to highlight a few that we thought were interesting. You know, there obviously there's a, a shit ton of them. But, we, you know, we wanted to keep the show a little light, a little fun, a little dangerous. And that's what we're going to do today. A little dangerous, huh? So we've all, all had the experience of watching or reading the news when suddenly you say and think to yourself, man, I would fuck him up. I would do this differently. Oh, man, if I was there, yada, yada, yada. We've all imagined scenarios of becoming our very own Batman. When suddenly the realization of having no money and being a little bitch sets in. And then that knocks us back to our regular lives. Well, the following people not only conquered their inner bitch, but they went through their mission of becoming a severely, severely discounted Batman of their dreams. Have you conquered your inner bitch? No, I'm still scared of heights. I'm still a bitch. I'm, still, I'm scared of heights. No. Now, you mentioned Batman. Yeah, when we think of real life. Vigilante. Well, not real life. But when we think of the word vigilante, the first thing I think of is Batman. 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 Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. When you hear Bruce Wayne, what first comes to your mind? What come, What hits you right off the back? Describe Bruce Wayne. Oh, all right. That's different. Okay. The first thing that comes to- well, the first thing that comes to your mind? BDE. BDE, which stands for what, Moses? Big Dick Energy. Big Dick Energy. Now, how would you describe Bruce Wayne? Rich. Rich. White. 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 Entitled. Entitled. How about his physique? Well, well, all right. Um, he has. He's he's built. Muscular, he's muscular, shredded, shredded. Right. How about facial? Is he kept well? Yeah, he's he's a he's, he's, a, he's a pretty guy. He's a pretty guy. He's a smooth playboy. He keep yeah. That's there you go. He's a he's playboy. a smooth playboy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So DC character Batman. Most of us think. Well, they just thought of an idea of a man billionaire. Make it to a fucking comic. Where did the story come from? It's probably made up. But guess what, folks? It's not. It's real. Batman is real. 
Easy Rio. But this is um, bizarre world. It's not more bizarre than Bob Kane them saying we stole Batman from Zorro because that's that's basically what we know of right no, now. No, no, Batman is a true story. Is he true? But it's not Bruce Wayne. His real name is Bill Smith. Bill. Bill. I'll be mad as fuck if I was rescued by a Bill. If, if I got my ass kicked by Bill. Oh, that's different. All right? That's just more about you than this is about Bill, though. Well, suck my dick. So who was Bill? Well, he immigrated here to the United States, New York. Right? He was, uh, he was a fucking farmer. He was like, fuck this. I want a better life. So he comes to New York, opens up his own butcher shop. Cool. Chopping away meat. But his fucking butcher shop was the number one spot of thievery. Thieves were like going in there and just shoplift, take his fucking meat. Sounds horrible. They just go in there and take some meats. So, so Bob had some good meat. Oh, Bob, fucking Bill. Bill, oh, Bill has some good meat, bro. I mean, that's the I mean that's the best compliment a guy can get. Yeah. You know, if someone says, Bill. Hey, yo, Bill, you got some good meat on you, bro. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, it. that's, that's it. it. And guess what? He got tired of this shit. Police weren't doing anything. He goes, you know what? I'm going to take the matter in my own hands. And he did. Some dude walked in. Like if he was a fucking Uber driver, walked in, right? Got a fucking leg of lamb. Put over the shoulder and started walking away. Why Uber oh, drivers? Is that, is that what Uber drivers? Well, do? because he walk in and they're like, "All right, here, give, I'm not Uber, a fucking DoorDash and shit." Oh, all bad. right, I don't know why he said Uber. Uber eats. That's what I meant. So he walked in, grabbed the fucking meat, walked out like it was his. Oh, Bill, big dude. I'll describe him right now. Rushed the guy, beat the fuck out of him. Police came. They arrested Bill. Threw him in jail. Judge later on was like, you know what? I'm tired of his petty crimes. You're free. So after that, Bill got a taste of what justice really felt like. Fuck the cops. I'm taking justice into my own. You want to say something? To his own chubby hands. Chubby hands. So yeah. So Bruce Wayne. Shredded. Billionaire. Handsome as fuck. Playboy. Bill Smith, complete opposite. Fat, bushy, long beard. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Well, I have to look <laughs> at you, piece of shit. Not rich, but badass. He conquered his what? His inner bitch. His inner bitch. Well, he never had an inner bitch because he immigrated to New York. Well, he, he conquered came, that shit. He beat the shit out of a bitch. A Uber driver, apparently. So that's so 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 this bill guy so this bill guy this chubby do you know if he's tall short is he fucking Danny DeVito no they there's no images of him standing or is he Paul Blart like whoa, whoa, like whoa. he looks like a big dude though he's a big dude big guaranteed show big? like strong like big not show big? fucking but no one's seven fucking four like Big Show okay but yeah he was he was a big dude I mean he was able to beat the fuck out of people he had to be some fucking stature. So that was his first taste of justice. Now, well, why is, like, all right, how about the, the Batman image? Did uh, DC create the image of a man wearing a Batman, you know, bat fucking uh, type of mask? So, I'm sorry to cut you off. For those of you that do, that do not know where the fuck, why are we bringing Batman up in here? Because there's this famous photo of a fat man, in a, of, of a bearded fat man in a bat. It looks like the Batman. It looks like Batman's cow. 
It looks like his whole mask, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't know if it's a recent picture or an old picture. Some people say it's an old picture that, I mean, some people say it's a new picture. Someone just put an old filter on it because it's not that hard to make a, a new picture look old. Look old. Other people say, no, it's an authentic picture because it's been around for a long time, even before cameras and stuff. So whatever. If you guys want, you guys could check it out right now. Put Fat Batman of the 1800s or go to our Instagram, Weird History, Tells Pod, for you guys to see how, what, just, just so you get into your head of what we're talking about or what my brother's talking about. Yeah, and... Uh- According to my source, they got this image from a newspaper, right? From an old article, old newspaper, which had his image, right? And had somebody say about him, which I will go into in a little bit. But it took, apparently, it took Bill Smith about four years after that incident of him feeling, yeah, I'm fucking badass to create that mask to hide his quote, quote unquote identity, which is ridiculous. Why? This dude has a massive fucking beard that can e- easily distinguish who the fuck that guy is. This dude's fat. And bro, he's wearing that mask to disguise his identity, bro. Superman just puts on the glasses and takes them off. No one, know, no, no one knows. No one knows who the fuck he is. Superman's a fucking genius, bro. A mask? Come on. Man, that should remind me of a Simpsons episode when Homer becomes a pie man. No one knows who you, you remember that episode. Pie man, no. No? When, you just uh, went through the whole Simpsons binge. So yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I, and I'm barely halfway. Barely halfway. When who fucking Homer becomes a pie man, which he 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 embarrasses people who tend to bully and shit, and he'll throw pie on on people, and he'll just have a fucking like a pie mask or whatever. Is it a purple pie? Does he have a purple? Yeah, he throws pies. Which are they purple? Pl- yeah, I think so. I think they're nice. great. Right. Yeah, Wayne Hugh. No one knows who the fuck the Pie Man is. And when he admits, I'm Pie Man, everyone just fucking, you Pie Man, come on. You don't have the athleticism with superpowers, Pie Man. And he's like, what the fuck? Marge at the end was like, I knew you're, you're Pie Man. I was like, it's, 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 it's obvious. <laughs> and the same thing goes for Bill Smith. I'm like, all right, dude, we know you're Batman. And he did. They described him as Batman. As Batman. They, they, Batman. they use the words Batman, Batman. not man. man dressed as Not man, man, Bat. No, they, they call him Batman because of that mask he wore. Are you sure it wasn't a typo and they didn't mean Fat Man? Maybe. And then after that, he patrolled the night. Just like DC common Batman would. Looking for bad guys and to uh, be a hero. If you're just walking, in, if, you just, if you're a lady or a young man walking the streets of New York in the late 1800s and you hear the... The mouth breathe, the nose breathe, the mouth breathing. You know you're safe. Cause Batman's nearby. Or you're fucked. Well, why? Or you're fucked. I don't know. Sound like a creep. It's Batman. I want you to. So in this article, they actually, they actually describe. They put this under the image, and it stated, "Everyone locally has heard of this Batman. He walks the streets at night, and the gangsters, the thieves, the drunkard vagrants all keep their distance." And he adds, he is a vengeance. He is a knight. He is Batman. Is it true or not? I don't know. I want to believe it's true. It sounds epic as fuck. But, yeah, that's that, That's Bill Smith, the Batman. And then that's where everything, that's all they heard of him ever since. It was like, bam, he's that. And then, just he's that. And then, and, and then just, that's, well, that's. To get more information of Bill Smith, that's the most recent articles you could get or heard of fucking Bill Smith or Batman. 
until, right? So this is Gap, and then they found my source, whatever they found, his death certificate, authentic U.S. death certificate, and uh, they pulled a copy. Um, again, Bill Smith was in New York, so this the certificate was in New York, and the states in there. That he died, guess off of what? Uh, what? For being out late at night when it's cold as fuck. What do you get? Hypothermia. Hypothermia. Fantastic. <laughs> Cause of death, hypothermia. Thermia. And he was uh, 66 years old. Or, or did he encounter Mr. Freeze? Maybe. Maybe he, he fought the real Mr. Mr. Freeze. And Mr. Maybe. Freeze got the better out of him. Or maybe that's how they created Mr. Freeze. Ooh. Right, he died off a of hypothermia, freezing. So they created a character named Mister Freeze. We're gonna get a oh, fucking. We're gonna get a call from DC tomorrow. Maybe you guys need to shut the shut fuck. the fuck up. Yeah, he died. Bill Smith died in February 1896. 1896. 1896. Do you think the age of 66? Do you think they killed him? He died hypothermia. Yeah, maybe guys ass just unconscious is left in there remember or, or uh-huh. this was literally at the peak of jack the ripper in london you think new york's like no 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 we're not getting this shit here they saw him and they just took him out and left him on the roof and then just say like oh this fat man died of hyperthermia maybe like this guy could be a copycat killer and just took his fat ass out <laughs> damn bro how you gonna how you shoot on batman like that bro the real batman son he conquered his inner bitch. What have you done? I really done a lot today. I just put my yeah. clothes away. That was a good day. It was a fucking rhetorical question, asshole. Carry on. All right. So, the next group that I want to talk about. Okay. They're called the Lavender Panthers. The Lavender Panthers? The Lavender Panthers. Okay. Think of the A-team. Right? The A-team. Oh, the A-team. Okay. Think of uh-huh. the A-team. Okay. But a lot less gay. Which says a lot about the A-team, considering the Lavender Panthers were a group of gays that would ride around in a van. Remember, the A-team also had a van. That they, So the, the Lavender Panthers will ride around in a van and help their local homosexuals that were getting harassed or hurt. It was just a bunch of gay dudes just drowning around in a van. And they're less gay than the A-team. <laughs> less gay than the A-team. And they're actually gay. And they were actually gay. Holy shit. Okay, carry on. The main dude was a priest... Who rode around with a fucking shotgun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a gay priest. Who was the main founder of the Lavender Panthers. And he would ride in the back of the van with, with a 12 gauge. fucking shotgun in his lap. A priest. A reverend. A reverend. I don't understand. A man a of God. man of God. A man of God. A man of God. So Keep going. So they were formed in the 1970s in San Francisco, of course. Okay. When Reverend Ray Brochiers... Got his teeth kicked in by a group of teenagers for being gay and decided that gay bashing in his city will be no more. Mm. He's like, you guys ain't going to beat the shit out of me. This is not right. And bam, the Lavender Panthers were born. This is his story. I got my ass beat by a bunch of kids for being gay. So I saw he's like, I need to start my own protection group. And he called them and he called them his group, the Lavender Panthers. But believe it or not, the Lavender Panthers, they were actually a force to be messed with. Hmm. And they were infamous for, pe- for appearing out of nowhere 
or out of a van, if there was a few of them, I would immediately, without asking, start throwing hands on anyone who even looked like a threat to a fellow homosexual. And not only that. How does that, how do you, okay, carry on, carry on. You know, because, like, what if you're at a, you know, like, they go to a bar, a gay bar, and you see, like, this little gay dude who's, like, you know, like, or, like, these drunk dudes are harassing, you know, they're, like, making fun of somebody. Yeah, well, I mean, you just said they're going to throw hands on people they think. Yeah, they, they think, I mean, gay, gay people have good radars. They have gaydars, they have straight art, you know, they have all that, all that shit. So, <clears> they, they would throw hands on anyone who even looked like, like a threat to a fellow homosexual. But not only that. You know who they remind me of, of that description? Seinfeld, when Elaine, it's a soup Nazi episode. Soup Nazi gave uh, Elaine that fucking the um, I forgot words, oh, and yeah, she told the Kramer one. to uh, take care of it. And then the two, and, then and the, 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 the two, the two, uh, yeah, coming. the two gay guys, fucking just yeah. That's oh, that's I like my it, picture. Yeah, I like and, it. And then they punk the shit out of Kramer. Who are you talking to? You talking to me? He ain't talking to me. <laughs> he, he's not talking to you, so you're obviously talking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Right, so not Great only episode. were they just throwing hands left and right, but they were almost untouchable by law and by anybody else. And that immunity they had had nothing to do with them and all to do with toxic masculinity. Mm. Because there was no way in hell, there was no way in rainbow hell that a homophobic fuck would go to the police or even tell his friends that a van full of gays pulled up on him and beat the shit out of him. Mm. So, so they were, were too embarrassed. <laughs> so they were beating the shit out of him. They were too macho be like, yo, I got my ass kicked by some gays. Yeah. They couldn't even, they, they, were, they were even too embarrassed to go to the police so no one knew these people were getting their ass beat and they would just take it. They're like, all right, fuck it. All right. I mean, I'm pretty sure they deserved it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Raven Reverend Brochiers was the name, uh, who was the name of the Reverend. He was a gay preacher who moved from Illinois to San Francisco in 1965 when he first got his ass beat and decided he was the hero San Fran needed. Mm-hmm. So he formed the Lavender Panthers, a group of armed gay activists on the hunt for any gay bashers. So remember how I told you that this, his origin story that I told you he got his ass beat, by, but that's his story. Yeah. Right. So here's the actual story. It was July 4th when he saw a group of teenagers that were throwing cherry bombs into oncoming traffic. They were just throwing cherry bombs, whatever, you know, boys doing, boys being boys. So he called the police. Police gave him shit, and he excused the boys for, like I said, boys just being boys. Well, the boys didn't like this. And that same day, they saw the Reverend walking around, and they beat the shit out of him. Accordingly, according to one of his friends, they beat him within an inch of his life. They must have been like the fucking Sandlot. They must have beat the living shit out of this guy. Right, so even though this wasn't a gay bashing, sure they bashed the skull of a, they bashed the skull in of a gay man, but he was being targeted for being a fucking Karen, and not for being gay. He was being he's just out there snitching. So again, the police got involved, and they ended the report with, "Well, what do you expect was going to happen?" No. <laughs> so the reverend figured, all right, if you motherfuckers ain't going to help me, I might as well pull up to the manor. So after stealing the Black Panther's name and just gaining it up, the Lavender Panthers were born. Mm. And as Brochiers put it, th- these are his words, not mine. I'm quoting him. So saying that in, you know, saying that in advance, this is what he said. Oh, I shit. want to stop all these young punks 
who have been beating up my faggots. Mm. I missed I, I missed that word. I understand we're not allowed to say it. I understand why and I respect it. But that's such a beautiful word. It just rolls out of your tongue without effort. It's just it's a soft F, soft G's. It just rolls out of effort. Stop. But I, under, I understand why we're not allowed to say it. And I respect it, which is why we stopped saying it a long time ago. But, you know, but I miss it. And it felt good saying it. Man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But sadly, fuck, are you fucking uh, Louis C.K. or what? I mean, yeah, except, you know, except without the without masturbating. In front of you. Yeah, 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 in front of women. Yeah, well. He asked, but all right, whatever. Sadly, he was only able to protect the community for a little over a year. Before the cops threatened him and the group. After they beat the shit out of a few teenagers. These guys were full grown adults. And then, uh, you, and then you know, they just we're ended up beating. a lesson. And they beat the living shit out of them. And then their parents, you know, they complained, obviously. You know, like, the fucking 14-year-old Timmy got his ass beat by fucking 44-year-old Reverend who's known for riding around in a van with a shotgun. Like, you know, like, like you know, but the cops, they just said, look, just quit the shit, stop the group. If not, we're going to arrest every single one of you. So he disbanded his Panthers, even though he received over 300 letters of support from fans from all over the country, saying, oh, we like what you're doing, we need more people like you, protecting us, whatever, We're, I'm, because of you, I'm, me and my friends started our own thing, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, you know, he was like a beacon of light you know, in those dark moments. But the threat of incarceration was just too much for him to ignore. He's like, look, I understand, but I ain't trying to go to jail. I do not want to go to jail. So as the years went by, the Rev's mental state deteriorated. But that never stopped his activism. He became more and more paranoid until he believed that he was forced to disband the Lavender Panthers because the government wanted no opposition to their master plan, which was to murder all homosexuals. That's what he ended up believing toward the end of his life. Damn. Then, then on January 10th, 1982... The Reverend died due to a cerebral hemorrhage. And even though he has been largely forgotten by his community, his influence is still felt to this day, as groups like the Pink Panthers still exist, protecting queer people even till this very day. Mm. You know, so shout out to the Reverend, you know, fucked up by beating up, you know, beating up, you know, the fucking nine year old Timmy from across hey, the street. Shit, man, they gotta learn somehow. I'm not saying they gotta learn something. I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm just saying you fucked up. You should put on a Batman, you know, Batman mask. Yeah, you how did you? You know what I mean? But hey, fuck, Jimmy fucked around. <laughs> he fucked around too much, and he found out, bro. Now this next group, it's not as gay as the Lavender Panther. This one wasn't gay at all. Just because had gay people doesn't mean it's gay. <laughs> I mean, that's why I met. Actually, no, it does. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, go on. Edit that out. I'm a, uh, this is, I'm gonna cancel this whole episode. We're gonna yeah, do something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, this is a group. They're called the Bald Knobbers. The Bald Knobbers. They're not, they're knobbers. They're knobbers, bro. What the fuck is a knobber? I don't know. Do you know what a knobber is? Someone who knobs on things. Oh, that's a great explanation. Oh, you fucking Kramer? All right, cool. All right, here, let me give you a story, a background of how they originated and who was the creator of the Bald Knobbers. So this takes place after the Civil War. 
and actual civil war or MCU? actual civil war. I mean, actual right. civil war. Not fucking. We it's too. We need to. We need to clarify. Okay, you're right. You're right. Because you know that civil war actually fucking happened. Which civil war do you think more people remember? <laughs> Jesus, that's that's a good that's a good point. Fuck me, right? That's an indictment on you, our yeah. listeners. Okay. Well, after, well, after Civil War, Southwest Missouri was hit hard. Where after Civil War, there was a lot of a lot of freedom being dispersed that a lot of owners of slaves didn't like. Like, I don't want to free my slave. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So it followed with that a falling economy. There was a lot of lawlessness, disorder, and chaos all around southwest of Missouri. And the local towns, small towns, got hit the most with lawlessness. And it got to the point where these clans took over these towns. They took over, quote-unquote, the sheriffs, the law. They chose who was going to be in that party. And murder was rampant. And out of all those rampant murders, none was trialed guilty for that reason. And if you weren't part of that that circle, mm-hmm. they would just bribe you. Either give you money or tell you you're going to die. That usually works. And that usually worked. And that's when Nat Kenny moved into this small county. A county that was corrupted and was infested with nothing but lawlessness. Gotham. Gotham fucking city. <laughs> yeah. And the murder happened on September 22nd, 1883. Oh, so this is old, alright. This is old. Oh no shit, we're talking about after the Civil yeah. War. See? 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 I'm thinking fucking MCU. Well, it's because right. you're a fucking idiot. So, murder happened. The murder was trial non- not guilty. That infuriated Nat Kenny. And just like you said, Bill Smith conquered his inner bitch. Nat Kenny did too. Nat Kenny. Well, he ain't no little bitch. Not little at all. Nat Kenny stands six foot six, weighing Holy over 300 pounds. It's a big dude. Who, this is a big show. Well, well, sure. Yeah, it's a big show. Big motherfucker. Big show's 340. So, Nat, big Nat, the big homie. Didn't appreciate this. He said, no, 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 no. How can someone be murdered? And no one be accounted for it. And no one be accounted for it. So he took justice in, into his own hands. He formed a committee. Big ass hands. A committee. Yeah, big ass hands. A committee of 12. 12 people who were part of actual officials. And they called themselves the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, fucking Wu-Tang. <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll fucking sort you. All right. <clears throat> my bad, my bad. So they formed this committee that, yo, we got to take justice back to our hands. We got to bring the law back. So they did. And they called themselves the Bald Knobbers. The Bald Knobbers. Yeah, the Bald, B-A-L-D, and then Knobbers as knob, as a doorknob, but with extra B and ers. They're not bold, bald. It's bald. I'm just saying. Cause I'm, do, they, do they explain where they got their name from? No. See, that's when, like, bald? Uh, well, was Kenny, was, was Nick bald? No, but Kenny has a decent Boy. hair, yeah. yeah. 
He had a great stash, too. It was, it was a great fucking stash. Dude, the 1800s, everyone had... I can't yeah. grow a stash to save my fucking life. So, Big Nat, Big Kenny, he formed this committee for good intentions. Um, we're here to bring back the law and punish those who break the law. Well, it started good at first. And then they got national news. You die a hero. You live long enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the organization that he made, the Ball Numbers, grew rapidly. On April 5th, 1885. Again, this started with 12 people, including him. And on April 5th, 1885, 200 people showed up to that meeting. Yeah, so he started the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenny, apparently, he was a great speaker. Great public speaker. And since he was a great speaker and was a big crowd, whatever, everyone voted that Nat Kenny will be our leader. Imagine how great that must feel. 200 mm-hmm. people, well, 199 people, well, I, I guess, whatever. Uh, a good amount of people were like, yo, they all look at you and they're like, you're the captain now. He's the biggest motherfucker <laughs> there. Everyone's, everyone there's probably like 5'4 on a good day. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, I mean. They're suffering from scoliosis. <laughs> These motherfuckers are all dying from diarrhea and shit. And here you go. Fucking Kenny, the big show. Six foot seven, talking like the fucking giant king he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. And in that meeting, he told everyone, yo, this is a secret group. Keep it anonymous. He told a stadium full of people. Yeah, (laughs) speaker loud as fuck. And he told him, yo, recruit people who have the same intentions as we do. We are good. We are not bad. That's what he did. At first. Yeah. (laughs) And within a few days, within the whole mob getting together, they went out in the streets. All 200? Or Or just like Kenny's group and stuff? Yeah. All right. Well, the bomb knobbers. Not all 200, but a good amount. Half of 200, right? A full hundred. They went to a county jail. 100 of the ball knobbers went to a county jail. And they pulled out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? You got to be careful what you're saying. All right. I don't know if you... <laughs> ball the knobbers went into a prison and pulled out. Well, well, they dragged out. My bad. All right. Wrong choice of words. So they dragged out. Two individuals. Bunch of hardened their criminals. Yeah, hardened, hard criminals. They're brothers by the name of Frank and Tubal Taylor. They dragged the motherfuckers out. And they were known. They're known for viciously beating on people. For viciously? Vici- yeah, viciously beating on people and making false claims on others. But they were known as the the fucking Bash Brothers. They're pieces of shit. So a hundred of these bald knobbers rushed that county jail, pulled these motherfuckers out, and showed the world that there will be justice. The bad will fell. And on the middle of the street, they lynched them. They hung them. Showing a message. That we're out here and we're going to defend our people. people in our county. And by day and months, things got worse and worse and worse and worse. In terms of crime? Or in, in terms of their actions. Oh, these guys, the ball The knobbers. ball knobbers. Look. It got to the point where 
this big it, it, it reached to like i think over a thousand members it was a fuck ton and it was divided some went with nat kenny others were like no we got to do more we do our own yeah mm-hmm. it got to the point where it, they, they were split and it got to the point where it was like holy shit it's just war between them now between the bald numbers Correct. Man, the 36 Mafia ruined that word for me. Knob. What? I, knobber, oh. slob on my knob. You know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. Same thing with MERS. So that happened, and it got to the point that there was another group known as the anti-bald knobbers. That's how vicious the bald knobbers became. Another group was formed to fight against the bald knobbers. It's like Antifa and the all right all over again. Yep, yep. And on August 20th, of 1888, Nat Kenny, Big Kenny, was shot and killed by a man by the names of Billy Miles, a member of the anti-bald knobbers. And it was a planned assassination. Dude got shot. He got murdered. So the other side that 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 was against no. So bald knobbers, whatever. One half disbanded. They became the anti. No. Or did or did a, a third group appear? A third group appeared. Did they try? Did they kill Kenny, thinking he was part of the other group that was going off and doing their own thing, doing like more extreme? Well, they killed Kenny because he was the uh, original maker. If it wasn't for Kenny, none of this would have happened. But if it wasn't for Kenny, how many countless lives would have been lost as well? God damn! What the fuck's his name? The one who yeah. killed him? Billy Miles. You're gonna spit on Billy Miles' grave. Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. Like, the bald numbers would go to, like, kind of like going back to the uh, the Lavender Panthers, where if they just assume you were fucking uh, a gay basher, they'll fuck you up. The bald numbers do the same. All the drunks, all the hookers, all the fucking cheaters, they'll beat the fuck out of them. Some were killed. And got to the point where it's like no one would drink in bars anymore. If they did, they'll fucking watch what they drink. And hookers, they have to be very discreet on how. <laughs> the fuck with your kidneys right here. Yeah. 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 Don't try but, to slob on my knob. But the bald knob is here. Yeah, but it wasn't Kenny himself doing that, advocating for this. But, I know, but it, it got to the point where Kenny couldn't control. Well, but he was the face of the bald yeah, knobbers. Yeah, but he was the face of it. Big ass face. And it got pretty bad. So he ended up getting murked. Not, yeah, Matt Kenny got murked. He with got what? shot. With what? A fucking cannon? That fucking behemoth. But but there's more. Billy Miles was then arrested for the murder. Of, he wasn't? Yeah, he was. Oh. He was arrested for the murder of Nat Kenny's, the founder of the Paul Knobbers. Right? He was trialed, and he was, was not trial? guilty. They were like, you killed him oh, over so self-defense. Fence. Although the violence and the ball numbers continued for years, in 1899, the era of the ball numbers had ran its course. In actuality, no different, the ball numbers, no different from the hundreds of the other law and order groups, which pro... Okay. In actuality, the ball numbers were no different from the hundreds of lawlessness groups that terrorize this small county. And that's a quick crash course of the bald knobbers. So what happened with the bald knobbers? They just became a gang? 
We're just doing their own shit. No, well, after a while, they just it just became illegal and law took over, and that was it. They just dismantled after years. And that's a story. I mean, it's a pretty great story starting off, but damn, bro, they they recruited a fuck ton of people. I mean, who doesn't want to be in a secret society that beats the shit out of evil people? You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I mean, I'd have to conquer my inner bitch. I'd be like, look, what time are we meeting? If it's too early, I'm not. Like today, I was supposed to go to the gym today. I went yes, you know, I've been going, whatever. I, my alarm went off at 6.45. I have to be out, of, out my door by 7.30 so I can be at the gym. My buddy Chris, you know, you're real, by 8. 6.45, cool. I turn around, check, 7.05. I have 25 minutes. Cool. I turn around, check back, it's 8.40. Fuck! Mm. So I didn't end up going. So that's probably, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, there have to be, I'm going to have to, there's going to be a lot of questions on my end if I'm going to join a secret society that beats the shit out of people. I have to be if it's convenient for me to conquer my inner bitch. How early are we starting? Riding the coattail, you know, riding the coattails off my brother's bald knobbers. We have another mob. Except we got to go to Mexico, you know, to talk about this mob. Oh, shit. And we're talking about the San Juan Ixtayopan, the Ixtayopan lynch mob of San Juan. You know, when we hear the word lynch mob, we either think about the horrible atrocities African Americans or Afri- Africans and African Americans have faced in this country or in general. Not saying no other races have been lynched, but the majority of lynchings have been at have been at the cost of African American lives or African lives. So when we think of when we hear the lynch when we hear lynch mob, we either think of mobs that lynch people or Ice Cube. But down in Mexico, where large areas are now turning to vigilante justice, the lynch mob is starting to become any bad guy's nightmare. Hmm. So this is what I mean. So in San Juan Ixtayopan, the residents, they grew tired of corrupt cops, not only not aiding their community, but sometimes being the fucking problem. So a few members of this community started to take actions into their own hands, like, well, you know, like, I don't know, flipping a fucking car over and dragging out the suspected child stalkers, child sex traffickers, and then burning them, burning them alive on live TV. You know, hmm. that's the kind of shit, you know, these guys do. These guys were doing down in, you know, down in Mexico. To make things even worse, depending on whose side are you on, the fucking perverts they lit up were fucking federales. There were Mexican federal agents. These guys did not care. They don't care if you're a federal agent, if you're a teacher, if you're a cop. If you're bad, you're bad. And if you're bad, you're getting lit the fuck up on live TV. And they got lit. So in an article updated nine years ago, link to it. You know, you can find that on the episode show notes. The lynch mob, they were all for the theatrics as they had no problems burning corrupt officers on live TV. These plainclothes policemen, you can see them. You can see the video. They begged for their lives as a mob accusing them of being child kidnappers doused two of them and then just burnt them in front of cameras like they were just lighting up a barbecue. Mm. And up in flames they went. Here's a little more according to this article. That's brutal. Officers Victor Mireles, 39. And then Cristobal Bonilla, 27, 
and Edgar Moreno of the Federal Preventative Police were taking photos of an elementary school in San Juan Ixtayopan, an old tight-knit community on the outskirts of Mexico City. The agents were gathering intelligence on drug dealing, said Federal Police Director Adam Jose Luis Figueroa. As students left school at 6 p.m., hundreds of residents attacked the men, who they alleged were trying to kidnap children. Television crews arrived and broadcasted the riot live on, Mexican, on Mexico's two major networks. But police officers were slow to build up a presence and hesitant to confront the mob. At 8.30 p.m., a bleeding Bonilla pleaded to television cameras as a jeering group of young men held him. We are police officers, he choked. We are just doing our job. 30 minutes later, the mob doused Bonilla and Mireles in gasoline and lit them on fire. Riot police rescued Moreno and took him to a hospital. He remained there all day Wednesday fighting for his life with severe injuries to the head and body. So all of this was becoming a normal occurrence with corrupt officials in, in, you know, in San Juan Ixtayopan. This shit was happening left and right. A week before this lynching, police were able to save, save a thief from a mob of angry city citizens who were chasing them down the street. Like, Look, we can't have you guys just burning, just burning people, just burning motherfuckers. You know, you know. But they're like, you're not doing fucking anything. This guy keeps robbing because you guys ain't doing shit. So we're gonna fucking light him up. <laughs> so the police were protecting the thief. You know what I mean? They were like, get in before you, before you, you know, before you're gonna get got or whatever. And um. So like examples of examples of that were were happening, but and on this specific example where the police saved the thief from the mob, the mob responded with burning police cars with the policemen still in there, and then shooting at police officials. They're like they're like fuck it, you're with them, you're with them, and they started lining up the police cars, shooting and, at the poli- and shooting at them, and even though the citizens were accused of barbarism by police officials, one member of the lynch mob just answered with, "We fight together." To defend our community. And there's actually. And like this was a big deal. Like this doesn't seem like a big deal now. Because everything that's happening. You know we have fucking racist storming the capital. We have all this shit. So it doesn't seem like a big deal. You know last year we had all that fucking. Um, um, Mexican cartel shootouts. Kind of happening in the news. So you know we're kind of. It sucks but we're kind of desensitized. To shit like this. Especially after the whole ISIS thing. Because this thing. This burning of the. Of the police officers on live TV happened in like 2002, 2003. Oh, it's, you know, so it, it's been a while. Shocked the world, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So, like, there's actual, you can go on YouTube right now and you can watch videos of them, like, oh, here's the 15th anniversary of the burning of the cops and the San Juan, you know, you can find all of that there. There's, um, you can find the footage of the police getting burnt. You have to go to Live Leak, and it's not a website I like going to anymore. Hmm. Live Leak is like the YouTube of like, all that, sh- all that murdering shit that you can see, yeah, it's like YouTube for that. So you guys want you can go go to YouTube, type in the lynching of San Juan Ixtayopan, uh, lynch mob San Juan, and you'll find you know it happened on live TV. It was yeah, you find on these fucking videos. on live. That's that, that was the most crazy part. It was on live TV. The camera crew didn't even turn the cameras, and then the next day, officials they didn't know who to blame. That's raw media for you, bro. That's fucking uncensored. That's primer impacto. Shit, you, you <laughs> primer impacto? Uh, you going there? Fuck, two thousand two. I mean, my mom. We probably saw it. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. But um, yeah. So yeah, I was like eleven, twelve. Um, 
Yeah, so it happened on live TV. The, the very next day, uh, government officials were fighting amongst each other on who to blame. So one side's like, oh, it's the citizens, blah, blah, blah. The other half's like, no, they're not killing innocent cops. They're not killing innocent people. They're not burning just random anybody. They're killing motherfuckers who have been fucking with that community for a long time. A lot of these policemen who have been burnt, they have a track record. You guys know they've been doing shitty shit and no one's doing anything about it. So they got tired of it. What do you expect? You can only push someone so far back, especially a community. You only push them so you only push them so much before they eventually start pushing back. And that's what, you know, San Juan and Stagger Shit, That's what happened, bro. They pushed back and lit your ass on fire. So, I mean, yes, again, you guys can go on YouTube. I'll post some of the video links on the show notes, on the episode show notes. Um, not the live leak ones, just because I don't want to get the episode taken down or I don't want to. But yeah, that's our episode on real life vigilantes. Do you think a real life vigilante could 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 exist today? Could exist today? I don't think so. I think he could, but he had to be unknown. The second he starts getting like popular, he's gonna get someone's gonna find a Twitter his Twitter account. You know what I mean? Like someone's gonna find his Facebook account. Like if he stays, like for example, if he just stays here in Linwood and just does a bunch of dumb shit here in Linwood, like if he's fucking dressed as fucking Batman and he just starts like taking out crips and you know young crowd <laughs> and all this shit. You know, and I was gonna, you know, we're, people here in Linwood they're gonna be like on Twitter. Oh shit! I saw the fucking Batman. Blah, blah, blah. That's cool. He's gonna stay. You know, he's gonna stay. He's gonna stay cool. But if he starts getting bigger, and then it starts news news starts being attracted to him, you know, then I'm pretty sure someone's yeah they're he, gonna track him down easily, bro. Yeah, they're gonna track his ass down. Like they're gonna find a birthmark on him, and then someone from like third grade they're like, oh, I remember this fuck. He used to beat. He used to, he pissed on me in the playground. The next thing you know, we're trying to we're trying to cancel the name with Batman just because he pissed on a little, you know. It's I think he could work on a small level, like that, like on a small town, maybe like in the middle of nowhere. I don't know, like just somewhere where it's not a big city, like Kisperia, Lancaster. Yeah, but even like I just burn that whole fucking. Place. <laughs> That's him be the vigilante while burning the whole goddamn city. God, city of Lancaster. Not a fucking city. What is that? The fucking hellhole. Hellhole with homes, huh? Damn, fucking Lancaster, bro. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was it was fun. It was cool talking about vigilantes. Yeah. It was fun being back on the mic, and after being away for so long. It's been a while. Well, it feels like. I mean, it's been a month and a half. Been a month and a half. Probably longer because that's when the last episode was was uploaded. I wonder when when we recorded it. Yeah. yeah so again, Alchi couldn't be here today just because this was the last minute thing. I was like, "Look, we're feeling better. My computer's back. We gotta dish something out." Yeah, because you know, because we we lost a shitload of followers on Spotify because we haven't uploaded. Really? We, yeah, we've lost almost 160. I mean, I don't blame people. I do the same thing. If someone doesn't upload in three weeks, oh, they're probably done, and then uh, you just unfollow. You know, you so. You know, so hopefully, you know, it's, it's they're the Heat fans or what? Game over or what? It's not game over. Walk away. This is game seven, son. This is game Suck seven. This is game seven, son. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was fun. Next week, Ach is going to be back and we have a spooky, spooky as episode. A spooky? Spooky as episode. Spooky as fuck. It's a spooky as episode. What? Oh. Okay. I'm not gonna say much. Now. I'm just gonna say it's spooky. It's spooky and involves games. Spooky. That's it. Spooky and games. 
spooky games. Um, do you have anything else to add? Do you, you want to say anything else? This has been a while since you've said anything into a mic. Yeah, I mean, first of all, give shout-outs to our listeners who gave us the idea. It's a great mini-episode. Um, and just overall, it feels good to be back on the mic. It feels good here talking shit. Talking about a bullshit. And just having a good time, man. And I, you know, it, good. it actually felt good, too, when I posted that. Uh, I posted something today where I said, we're not dead. We'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow with a mini episode. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. A bunch of people reached out to us saying, oh, dude, fucking finally. I've been searching for you guys and you guys haven't uploaded anything. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, yeah. that kind of shit makes me feel good. And then I'm like, damn, you got nothing to do except just look out for us? That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> damn. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a it, joke. It's, well, fu- I mean, hey, we talk shit. If you listen to us, you know we talk shit. But anyway, yeah, uh, fucking... Like you said, some of my buddies were like, yo, I mean. like, where the fuck y'all at? Yeah. It's like, um, you're responding to me, so why aren't you fucking doing an episode? I see you're on Destiny 2. Why aren't uh, you on that fucking mic? You're on the right. You're on you the, the wrong, wrong mic, mic buddy. You're on the wrong mic, motherfucking but, nah. but yeah, so shout out to everyone who are fans who are, you know, wanting more. And all the loyal, all, all the all loyal, loyal listeners. Ones. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. And real MVP. And again, to the two, Monkey and uh, Matthew. Yeah, those two. Shout out to them too. We gotta do. We gotta figure out how to do, like Zoom, because like math. Because like how to Zoom people in, you know, it's just it's so, not so, hard. Well, all right. Well, all right. Well, you, then you're in charge of that whole department because apparently Matthew's over here seeing some. He's seeing like like alien. He's seeing colors that don't exist. He's hunting cryptids. Who? Matthew. He's hunting cryptids. He's fucking wrestling Nessie. He's doing a bunch of ridiculous shit that he wants to talk about. And if even 1% is true, I want him to be on the show. And if it's bullshit, well, then fuck it. It'll be a good-ass bullshit-ass episode. We can bullshit together. No, but he's been, like, wanting to come on a few episodes saying, like, oh, like, you know, are you, are you going to do an episode on this? Because I have a story on this. I have a story on this, story on that. Okay. And, and he gives out a bunch of ideas. So I'm like, fuck it. We'll just let him come up with the ideas for the episodes. We'll just let him chime in. But yeah, um, hope you guys enjoy, again for the nineteenth time. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. It was really fucking fun to come back. It felt good. Energies, you know. We'll be back next week with Achi as the whole group uh, for a longer episode, and we're gonna be back on track. Everyone's fine. Thank the universe. Fuck the Rona. Thankfully, none of us have any real lingering effects. So you know, stay safe. This shit's real. Get vaccinated and uh, remember, conquer your inner bitch. <laughs> if you guys don't have anything else to add, if you guys don't have, does none of us have anything else to add uh, except for add us on Instagram, where history, air tells pod to see these pictures. Um, yeah, that's the end of the show. Yeah, see, it's been a long time. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm gonna just end it here. Just I'm conquer your inner bitch. I'll, I need to conquer this stop button. All right, guys. Peace. I, w- I waved. Fuck.